Breakfast. And a part of that new service is introducing interesting people to you. And and uh, on that list is none other than Emily Barr from Haverhill. And Emily, thanks for joining us this morning here on The Wave. Well, thank you, and it's delightful to be here. Well, it's my pleasure to have you. And, and I'm very happy that I, I was able to... Uh, to uncover your story uh, as, as talking about a, a kid from Haverhill who made it big in the big time. And uh, Emily, um, why don't you, uh, uh, right now, uh, while you're the president and CEO of Graham Media Group, why don't you tell us about that, uh, that organization? Sure. Um, so Graham Media Group is the sort of... Um uh, the the child, if you will, of what was the Washington Post company. So uh, we are the broadcast division of the company that was uh, run by the famous Catherine Graham. And our name changed a few years ago when we sold the, the, the newspaper to Jeff Bezos, which some people might be aware of. So we changed our name to Graham Media in honor of the Graham family. And we own seven television stations and a social media software company. Social media software. So, so yeah, tell me about that, the, uh, the social media software company. How does that work? Sure. So it's called Social News Desk, and what they do is they provide uh, software to about 2,500 newsrooms worldwide to help them uh, put news out onto the internet in a you know fairly easy fashion. So uh, you know we're we're they operate all over the world, uh, primarily in the United States, but also in South America, Canada, Europe, uh, the East, so forth. Um, and then we have seven local television stations that operate in uh, some fairly good-sized uh, cities around the country, like Houston, Detroit, San Antonio, Orlando, Jacksonville, and uh, Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, yeah, not uh, not small markets at all, are they? No, 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 they are not. They are not. Well, let's so we in- cover about yeah, we cover about seven percent of the United States. Wow. TV stations. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about um, growing up in Haverhill, and uh, sure. what I'm curious is how you connect the dots from from Haverhill to uh, where you are now as uh, the head of the Graham Media Group. Yeah, it's a it's a long circuitous route, but uh, I did grow up in Haverhill, and I I went to Walnut Square Elementary and and uh, Whittier Elementary School, and then I spent a couple years at Haverhill High School before I went off to uh, boarding school in New Hampshire, um, and um, that that led me to college in Minnesota, in southern Minnesota, to a uh, lovely small school called Carleton College, and. Um, and I just happened to be majoring in film criticism and film production, and uh, a professor recommended that maybe I consider an internship in a TV station, and it had never dawned on me that uh, TV was a place I might work, but um, I went ahead and I was able to get an internship and wound up in a newsroom for the summer, and that just lit the fire that wound, you know, set me on my path. So it was not a plan, but it was it worked out pretty well. Well, how about that? That's that's kind of uh, what I did, except I didn't get into to, uh, TV uh, full time anyway. I, you know, I had a I went to a small college in New in uh, New Hampshire. I went to New England College, and and the huh? uh, the PR guy there knew the uh, general manager in uh, Concord, New Hampshire, the the radio station there, and and uh, got me an interview. And like three months later, somebody quit, and then uh, they called me up, and sure, yeah, I'll do it. I can do that. <laughs> so. Right, that's, that's exactly right. And and when just for another small world story, my brother Andy went to uh, New England College. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, 
a few years before you, but uh, but he was there, yes. How about that? <laughs> and and I um, the uh, the school that you went to, the boarding school, uh, went to in yes. uh, was that Phillips Exeter? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yes, it was because yep. um, one of the state representatives around here went to Phillips Exeter too. Oh, really? Okay. Christina Minacucci. Oh, that's fantastic. I guess I did not know that. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice up there. Well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that I'm glad that you uh, were able to connect the spots. Did you did you ever um, uh, get in front of the camera or was it all behind the camera? You know, I never really did, um, with a very, very, very minor exception. When I was an intern, uh, in Minneapolis way back when, um, they needed somebody to, uh, you know, sort of act, if you will, in a, a you know, what you, we call a news promo or promotional spot, you know, promoting the television station. And so I was, uh, picked because I was this, you know, young intern and I got to rip a piece of paper out of a typewriter and look up at the camera and yell, Sky Cam on the way, which was the helicopter, <laughs> and it ran for like a year, so everyone in school, you know, made fun of me, and every time I walked around campus, people would yell, Sky Camp's on the way, it was pretty funny, so that was my only on-air, my only on-air performance, I never had any real desire to be, you know, a reporter or, or an anchor or anything like that. Oh, wow. Now, uh, generally, in the, in the business, the broadcasting business, uh first thing that they do is uh if you're not going to be on the air they they put you in sales did you ever do that I you know I didn't so I started out in news um the story is that I wanted to be a photographer and I'm not a particularly tall person I'm about 5 foot 2 and in those days um there weren't too many women at all in the photography end of the business and when I said I wanted to sh- be a shooter is what we called photographers um uh, they looked at me and said, you're too short and you'll get knocked over by everybody else and it's too dangerous, so we're going to let you become an editor. So it actually was, uh, I was very disappointed, but I took the editing position because, you know, it was available. And that actually turned out to be a good move for me because learning how to edit and then write and things like that became, um, you know, a better path for me to get into management. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I always always tell uh, you know kids, you know, if you can learn how to write uh, and uh, yep. learn how to speak, you know, as far as radio goes. But uh, yeah, speak and edit and write, and, and you know, you're going to be good. You'll always have something going on. That's fantastic. I couldn't agree more. Yep. Well, well uh, tell me about uh, how how did you get to become the uh, broadcasting and cable magazine broadcaster of the year? Tell me about that. <laughs> Well, they, they picked me, so I didn't have a whole lot to do about it. But, um, you know, I think what's happened over the years is I have been um, one of a handful of women um, that have risen to the top of, um, you know, these broadcasting companies. There are certainly more women today than there were, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, but there still aren't enough and there aren't that many. So I suspect, and I'm not trying to denigrate my own successes, but I suspect that was one of the reasons uh, that they might have wanted to select me. Um, but I'm also, um, I'm, I'm the chair of the uh, National Association of Broadcasters TV board. Uh, so I do do a lot of things with the industry. Um, and I'm on a number of other boards, uh, just, you know, helping the industry at large. So I try to try to be involved beyond just our, our company. 
Oh, wow. Now, do you ever get back to uh, Haverhill at all? Well, you know, it's funny. I uh, used to come back to Haverhill a lot. My father uh, is uh, still with us. He's 95 years old, um, but he moved out of Haverhill about um, about uh, three years ago, um, and uh, he's now living in Florida. Uh, so I have not spent much time in Haverhill in the last few years uh, um, my, uh, my mother is, uh, buried in Haverhill, so I do come back to see, you know, visit with her, so to speak. Um, and, um, I, I love coming back when I can, uh, but, you know, given the pandemic and so forth, there's whole, not a whole lot of traveling going on these days. I, but, I can get you that, yeah. Now, uh, yeah. how were, how did, did things change while, while you were growing up here? Were you around, uh, well, tell me what, what was happening when you were growing up here as far as the, the city goes? Yeah, you know, Haverhill in the uh, I would say Haverhill in the in the late 60s and 70s was not the most vibrant community. It was suffering. You know, the shoe industry was starting to wane. My dad was in the shoe industry and had a factory in Seabrook, um, and so I think Haverhill was frankly a little bit depressed. Um, but it was a um, it was a great place to grow up because I didn't realize any of that. So, you know, I had a bike and I could ride my bike just about anywhere I wanted to go, um, anytime that I wanted to go anywhere, and I had a lot of freedom. So um, I don't think I realized what Haverhill was struggling with, you know, as I was a teenager. Well, that, uh, you know, that's the way it should be. You have a bike and, and ride all over the place. <laughs> exactly. Not exactly. A, not a care in the world. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. Well, Emily, I, I want to thank you so much. You, you really do have, a, I think, a very interesting story. And uh, being a, a, somebody from, from Haverhill, you know, we always talk about, you know, Tom Bergeron, and, you know, he's a great sure. story. We uh, talk about Bob Montana and the Archie and Veronica comic books. And, oh, yep. that was that was happening when you were growing up, too, wasn't it? It was, and I was a huge fan of Archie, and um, I would go to the uh, what was called the Pleasant Spa, which was uh, on Main Street near Columbia Park, and I would buy the newest Archie comics on, you know, probably take my bike there and buy the uh, Archie comics that would sit on the carousel, you know, and I collected uh, a lot of them, and unfortunately, I got rid of them at some point, and um, I understand they are probably worth a lot of money today, but... Uh, I didn't hold on to them, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, hey, that happens. <laughs> yeah. It, it happens, especially uh, uh, comic books and vinyl records. Yesterday was National Vinyl Record Day or something like oh, that. Oh, so, was it? Oh, yeah, I bet you may have had a collection of, of those, too. Oh, I did. I did, I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, what about, uh, before I let you go, uh, restaurants that, that your folks used to take you to? you remember any of those? Sure. Um, so when I was a kid, we would go to Ralph's, which was an Italian restaurant out on uh, 125, and um, we would eat there uh, if we were really good, and we had to dress up to go there. You know, remember those days? Um, uh, and then uh, years later, uh, when I would come back to see uh, my folks or see my father, um, uh, I think one of his favorite places was Joseph's, which I believe is still around. Um, so uh, we would we would go to Joseph's quite often. Um, uh, or go to Joe Fish out, uh, I guess, towards North Andover. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Joseph's, I think, is, yeah, that's over that direction, too. Yeah, right by the... Yeah, that's right. That's by, right. By I mean, those are the ones I remember. I'm trying to think if there was 
there were probably others, but you know, it, when I was a kid, you didn't go out to eat that much. Uh, you mostly, um, you mostly, uh, ate in. Uh, you know, that was, that was, a, it was a big deal to go out for dinner. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, hot dogs and beans on Saturday night? Yep. Exactly right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Thanks for bringing that memory back. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. It's all good. All right. Well, Emily, I'm going to let you uh, head back and, and prepare to uh, collect your. Uh, your rewards. I'm sure it comes with a with a heavy cash prize, right? <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. But thank you for thinking of that. <laughs> well, maybe you can change that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Well, Emily, again, thank you so much, and uh, really appreciate you sharing your your story with us, and uh, you know, being from Haverhill and and rising to uh, the that position of president ceo of graham media group and and uh and we can always follow you online too can't we with all the uh, the tv stations absolutely yeah grahammedia.com it's easy enough to follow what we're doing and um i'm i'm I'm, it was a total pleasure to talk to you and to get reconnected with favorable again oh you bet well thank you so much emily appreciate it Emily Barr okay. from uh, Haverhill, President and CEO of Graham Media Group, and uh, named the Broadcasting Cable Magazine 2020 Broadcaster of the Year. How about that? Just a, a kid from Haverhill. It's all here on the Wave 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the Wave. WHAV.